0: Hello and welcome to Bold Venture from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Bold Venture. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring... Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in the sultry setting of Tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean, Bold Venture. Magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you bold venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue.
1: Where are you, Slate?
2: Stop
3: yelling in my ear. I'm right beside you. Did you find the candles?
1: Where you told me, in the pantry under sea. I knocked over the Brussels sprouts under B to get them.
3: Serves you right. I told you to put the Brussels sprouts under S. Hold still till I light them. Yeah, that's a little better.
1: All the lines are down, huh?
3: Telephone is in. That's about all.
1: There goes that hotel sign again. It's always falling down.
3: Yeah, ever since the last time you sang in the shower.
1: I'll get it. Quickly, come on in. Out there, it's wet. Come in so I can close the door. You're going to have to register by candlelight, miss. The management isn't trying to be romantic. It's just that the electricity is out. Who are you? Where is this? What's the matter with you? Tell me, where? Slate. Slate, come here. Look at her, Slate.
3: What do you think I'm doing?
1: Hold your candle up to her.
3: Yeah. Tell me when my hand catches on fire. Nice rain we're having, isn't it, Miss? Don't
1: come near me. Don't come near me. Slate, watch She's got a gun. Oh. Hey,
3: take it easy. You little oh. fool, drop that gun. Your
2: hands. take them off.
3: Drop it, I said. Oh. Okay, sis. You made a good entrance. Now tell me why you did. Well? Me or the cops.
1: Cut it out, Slate. Can't you see she's sick? We'd better get a doctor.
3: When a girl roams around in a storm with a gun, she needs a cop.
1: This time, we'll do it my way. We'll get a doctor. Mr. Bentley! Let me in! Mr. Bentley!
3: What's the matter, Amy? Don't make you edgy. Make you want to go prowling?
1: Judith's gone.
3: Hey, get in here. Hey, you're fooling me about Judith being gone, ain't you? You know you don't need no crazy excuse like that to come talk to me any time of the day or night. You're fooling, huh? No.
1: I looked all over the main house in every room, every place she could hide. She's just disappeared.
3: And you're her nurse, ain't you, Amy? You were supposed to watch over my fiancée, Miss Judith, like she was a crawling baby.
1: Oh, I must have fallen asleep. I... We'll find her. All we have to do is call the police, tell them that she's sick.
3: And let Miss Judith cry and moan and
1: wail on the shoulders, spill out what we've been trying to do to her for the past year? Well, oh, they won't believe her. It'll just prove she's unbalanced. She's sick in her mind. Just
3: a little bit longer. A little bit. And I'd have had control of her sugar plantation, her money, the whole shebang. Me, just an ordinary boy from the country with a knack for managing. And you fell asleep.
1: I'll find her for you. You'll see. I'll find her. Sure you will. And they'll put her away. It'll be just you and me. Just the way you wanted. The way you planned.
3: You sure fancy yourself, don't you, Amy? John Bentley speaking.
1: This is Slate Shannon.
3: The girl came into my place a while ago. You're lucky, mister. I just lost one. Maybe this one belongs to you, then. Judith Harper. This phone number, Eldorado 13... You get acquainted fast, mister. We found it in her purse. She wanted in here sick with a gun, tried to shoot me. We got a doctor. If she's yours, maybe you better come and get her. Sure thing, mister. Just tell me where. Shannon's place,
1: on the waterfront.
3: I'll send her nurse, mister. Because my Miss Judith is sicker than you know.
1: Someone found her.
3: She's at chance place on the waterfront. You're so lucky, Amy. You just don't know how lucky you are. John, I... Get her. Bring her back to me. I don't care how. Just bring her back.
2: I
4: have talked to the young lady, senor, senorita.
3: How is she, doctor?
4: Buena, very good. Quiet.
1: She is tipped up medical talk confuses me. An hour ago, that girl was ready to fall on her face.
3: A few seconds before that, she was ready to shoot me. I don't blame her. Then you were her mortal enemy. I always thought I looked pretty rakish by candlelight.
1: I meant to talk to you
4: about that, Slade. Hear me, senor. This girl is pursued by a fear. A fear of going
1: insane. I have the fragments of the story.
3: And we want to hear it. Beautiful girl like that, sick, terrified.
4: He's
1: trying to say he wants to help, doctor.
3: And the young lady needs
4: whatever help.
1: Now that she has told
4: me of herself, it is my guess she will recover quickly. Recover from what? I will not bore you with technical phrases. This girl is frightened
3: of what is at home. She must not be sent back there. Now, wait a minute, doctor. I can't take care of her. I got enough with this one.
1: Perhaps. Look, doc. If you think I'm going to fade out of the picture on account of her, you've got a silly little cerebellum. Cerebellum, doc. I said it and I'm glad.
4: I am suggesting merely a place of rest. I know of
3: one. Yeah, so do I. On Marino Key, there's a place there, kind of a hotel. People go there when they feel they've been in the world too much. It's a... Now, wait a minute. What can I do for you?
1: Where is she? Where's Judith Harper? Who are you? I'm my nurse. Where's Judith?
3: She's in that room. Don't worry about it. The doctor said she'd be all right. I
1: don't care what the doctor said. I want to see her.
3: All right. Hello, Judith. Someone wants to see you. (laughs)
1: You to talk to me like that. To me?
3: Hey, have you gone out of your mind? Leave her alone. Get out of here,
1: you. I said get. You're
3: all through saying. Let's go. Fool. I said we're leaving. See, we just did.
1: You don't know what you're doing.
3: And you don't know what's happening to you. You're getting thrown out of a hotel. Good night, nurse.
1: ready to shove off, Slate?
3: Just about. Give me a hand with this line. Aye,
1: aye. Got
3: it. How's the girl?
1: She's asleep below. I tucked her in.
3: I told you I'd take care of that.
1: And that's why I tucked her in. I don't
3: know about you, sailor. Sometimes I get the feeling you're possessive.
1: She shot at you once because you wanted to touch
3: her. She was out of her mind. Besides, she missed.
1: But I'm not. And I wouldn't miss. And for the same reason.
3: Yeah, that's what I said. You tucked her in good like I told you, huh?
1: Sue's a fevered brow, hummed a lullaby, mentioned your name. Can we go now? Yeah. <laughs> Take the wheel, sailor, I'm
3: gonna go below to check on a few-
2: Hey! Hey, you mister! Hold it up a minute!
3: Sorry, Buster, we're- Hey!
2: The reason I yelled hold it
3: up is you may not be going no place. I thought I'd tell you. You told me. Now you can get off the boat. You're a cute one, Mr. Shannon. You throw Miss Judith's nurse away from her. Now you're going to throw me off the boat.
1: That's my slate. He ain't partial to no one, never.
3: I told you on the phone, Shannon, Miss Judith is sick. She goes home with me where she belongs, where she gets healed by my love.
1: The doctor says. she... Pardon
3: says... me for interrupting, lady, but what's a doctor say against the opinion of my big fist? You've got a point there, Buster. Maybe I can dull it for you. You're just crying for it, ain't this, Shannon? Your fist wasn't big enough big boy like you.
1: You didn't ask him if he could swim, Slate. He'll learn. Let's go to Marino Key, sailor.
3: (laughs) Comfortable, Judith?
2: Yes. So wonderful here, sitting on the deck. The ocean, the air.
3: There isn't much that combination can't cure.
4: I want to apologize to you, Mr. Shannon.
3: (laughs) But taking a shot at me, forget it. If it didn't happen at least once a week. Hey, sailor, what's the matter with you? You let her fall into the trough.
1: Look to starboard, Slate. Over there, those clouds.
3: Oh, yeah. The black squall. Better get below, Judith.
1: I don't mind. I like the rain. Here it comes, Slate.
3: Looks like a real one. Come on, Judith, below. Steady as she goes, sailor.
1: She's okay, Slade. I just fixed her something hot to drink.
3: A nice fresh cure we're giving her.
1: You know, I think she's liking it. She... Hey, Slade, what's happening? Look at the compass.
3: Your prying eye. Yeah, sailor, the rudder's broke. I think we hit a slab of driftwood.
1: You mean we've been drifting all this time?
3: For the last 15 minutes. Now look ahead, sailor. Lights? Uh-huh. If this current holds, we'll get through the channel between them. Where are we? Someplace in Merino Key. <laughs> Only well, these lights aren't marked down the chart. <laughs> I don't know who we can thank for them.
1: Maybe we'll find out. Watch that tide rip. Are
3: you all right, sailor?
1: What happened?
3: As far as I can make out, we're aground on a reef.
1: But the lights...
3: They put us there. Better go see about Judith. Tell her to get comfortable all over again. I got an idea we're going to stay here for a while. <laughs> Tide's out now. We can walk to shore along this reef. Think you can make it all right, Judith?
2: I think so. I feel wonderful.
3: Uh, I could carry you.
1: You heard her. She feels wonderful.
3: <laughs> Here, Judith, I'll give you a hand over the side.
1: Uh-huh. What about me?
3: Just don't rip your jeans. You left your other pair home.
1: That's about me.
3: We're well, lucky the storm only lasted the night. If it had gone on any longer, the bold venture would have been beaten to death against those rocks.
1: You check her, Slate?
3: Yeah, just a few scars. All we need is a new propeller and a new rudder. Maybe I can bite one out of that palm tree.
1: Why not just ask the man for one? Huh? The man standing underneath the palm tree, waving hello to us. I'll bet he's got lots of used propellers.
4: Welcome! Welcome! Nice welcome to my island. Look, you, whoever you are. Charles Dane is whoever I am. And whoever you are... I am delighted the sharks did not smell you out during the night. You shill for (laughs) sharks? Only for myself, dear one. Now you may kiss the sands of my island, for you have found a refuge. That's good, because... Because it's a refuge you will never want to leave. Welcome. (laughs)
0: Humphrey Bogart and Lauren McCall and the second act of our story.
4: You see, dear ones, all the delicacies of civilization without its penalties. These rare books, these exquisite paintings, the gossamer objects of art... Last guests admired them deeply.
3: All loot from shipwrecks you arranged with those lights, Charlie. Not loot, dear
4: one. Let us say, rather, the spoils of fortune. These perfumes, Mr. Val, a fragile twilight fragrance at your disposal during your stay.
1: I like the one you're wearing, Charlie.
4: You have deserting taste. We shall get along famously, we two. And this radio. I hope it has music that becomes you, Mr. Val.
1: what do you think charlie does it become me
4: a tawdry substitute dear one your music should be of impassioned space of fiery gardens
3: of easy boy easy heel boy quite right i mustn't you.
4: yes what is it Prado? you may come whisper in my ear thank you prado prado informs me that miss harper is quite comfortable in the guest room and that your boat has been floated and tied up at my private pier,
3: which brings us to the, the interrupted question of.
4: Music. Uh, please, Mr. Shannon, I uh, care to hear uh, this. News
0: bulletin: Senorita Judith Harper, owner of the vast sugar plantation on the outskirts of Havana, has disappeared. Any knowledge of her whereabouts is to be communicated to her plantation manager, Senor John Bentley.
4: Mr. Shannon, my deepest bow to you. You are a kindred soul. I pirate ships.
3: You, Judith, is a sick girl. We were taking her to Merino Key so she could rest, so she could get well. If she goes back, she'll have a relapse. She'll... You
1: can stop now, Slate. Charlie's not listening. Come, Mr. Shannon. I want to show you a thing. Come.
3: Don't go away, sailor. The thing. A
4: shortwave radio transmitter. My contact with the other lonely souls of this world.
3: You going to get word to Bentley after what we told you? Precisely. I believe
4: Bentley should be with us. For the game. Oh, what game? A precious game. A delightful game. A game that could possibly... kill you.
3: I've been trying to attract your attention. To be honest with you, Charlie, I was hoping you'd never make it. Have I done anything to affront you? Now, let's put it this way. How am I going to get this propeller repaired? And how long do we have to stay on this island? And
4: I shall answer you. Of the propeller? Well, some time ago, there was an almost identical storm such as this. And an almost identical boat as yours pounded itself against the identical reef.
3: Oh, is the name of that boat the Capri? The identical name. Ported missing in a squall three months ago. Never heard from. What happened to the man on that boat? Which brings us to the second question. When
4: shall you leave here? Never, I'm afraid.
3: Now look, friend, I asked you a civil question. So I want a nice, clear answer. Please to note. You're soiling my linens, Mr. Shannon. And please to note. Well done,
4: Prado. Prado watches over me, Mr. Shannon. And when you touch me, his hackles rise. And if you will, sir, you might cast a glance out there, seaward. Another boat. In haste to answer my message to Havana. Oh, have no fear. The tide is in. The boat will not crash on the reef. Now, do try to look more neat for dinner. Good afternoon, sir. <laughs>
3: Aren't you grateful to Mr. Dane, honey, that he got word to me so I could come and take you back with me in the boat?
2: Don't touch me. Keep away from me.
3: Oh, can you say things like that, honey? You
2: don't want me. You want the plantation and the money and that woman.
3: Honey, just by saying things like that proves you ain't well in your mind. That's why I just got to take you back.
4: Not before we have our dinner, Mr. Bentley...
3: What are you doing in here? Two things.
4: One, eavesdropping because I thrive on it. And second, inviting you to dinner. I thrive on that, too.
3: I'm taking her out of here now. I
4: don't think so. I'm afraid you have no choice, Mr. Bentley. You like games, Miss Harper? (laughs) You haven't tasted the roast pheasant, Miss
3: Harper?
1: I don't care for any.
3: But you should eat my child. I've heard you've been ill. Leave her alone. Hey, sailor, you want that pheasant giblet?
1: I'll trade you for the neck.
3: Hey, Charlie. Yes, Mr. Shannon. The rye bread.
1: Save me the heel slate. You people have fine appetites. I'm happy for you. I've got to hand it to you, Charlie. You serve a fine blue plate.
0: Por favor, senor. How many will there be for dessert?
4: We shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed my humble board. And now, the pièce de resistance. I give you a game. Here, here
1: late. You've been dying to say that ever since you saw that British picture.
4: A game, ladies and gentlemen, with this revolver I have here in my hand. Russian groulette.
3: Well, you really are crazy, Charlie. That game can be fatal. As I told you, it could be.
4: Six chambers in this revolver, but one bullet. Each of you shall spin the chamber, place the gun to your head, pull the trigger.
3: So help me, Dane. I'll... Hush,
4: sir, hush, or Prado will shoot you in the back. Now, shall we play so that Prado can signal the cook how many there will be for dessert? You first, Miss Harper. Take the gun. Thank you. Now, spin the chamber. Just so. Of course, you may close your eyes, my dear. I congratulate you.
1: Mr. Val, if you please. I'll keep my eyes on you, Slate.
4: All right, sailor. You'll be with me another day, Mr. Val. I am thankful. Please pass the gun to Mr. Shannon.
3: Always pass a gun, but first, Sailor. Hi, Sailor.
4: I'm thankful, Slate. Now, please pass the gun to Mr. Bentley.
3: You're crazy, all of you. I'm not going to have any part of this. They're all of you out of your mind. Hello! Uh, All right. All right, give me the gun.
4: I am pleased, Miss Harper. (laughs) Mr. Bentley shot himself dead, and it amused you, too. I pronounce the dinner a success. May we have another try tomorrow?
1: Mr. Dane. Yes? I've been waiting for this chance to see you alone.
4: It sends a delicious thrill through me.
1: I've never known a man like you.
4: Of course you haven't, dear one.
1: I wanted to go on. If you sent slate away, it could be any way you wanted it. Whatever you... Uh...
4: <laughs> what a pathetic effort. And ludicrous. To waste your feminine guile, so, on me.
1: It didn't do anything to you, huh, Charlie? I must be slipping.
4: With any other man, you would have had a brilliant triumph. With me? I am a man of small pleasures, Mr. Val. Not you or anything will deny me my childish game. Beat it. Dear one. Now it's your turn, Miss Harper. Give her the revolver, Shannon.
3: Yeah. It's one and six, Judith.
4: I don't think it matters very much. We all die. The approaching storm makes you moody, Miss Harper. Play. It will pass. Bravo. Well done. Three days and you all still survive. However, there is still tomorrow. Four for dessert, Prado. To work, Mr. Shannon, Mister Duval. Take them out on the reef, Prado. Si, senor. You're lagging, Mister Duval. Come, come, those lanterns aren't that heavy. Why don't you light up your own shipwrecks, Charlie? Don't worry about your conscience, dear one. It won't be with you very long.
3: Okay, Prado, take the gun out of my back. I'm walking. But walk faster. You too, senorita.
4: I shall wait here and observe. Hurry back, dear ones. I'm desolate without you. Aquí. Put a lantern here. Bueno. Adelaide. Move.
1: What a racket this Charlie has. Arranging these lights to make it look like a clear channel. Now, Key, here. A lantern. Sailor. I can't hear you. Speak up.
3: After we set down the next lantern, slip. Fall. Grab Prado.
0: You too. No whisper.
1: Here.
3: A lantern. Prado Si senorita My pleasure You're wrong kid It's mine
1: Senor de
3: Senor de He said the wrong thing Prado Now what? Now what is We've got his gun
4: What's the matter Prado What's wrong
2: Prado
3: Prado Get out of the way Sailor Out of the way Is in the water That's right Get in it It's not deep Just hold on to that rock Prado Quick sailor
1: What are you going to do
3: I'm going to be a hero Get in that ocean.
1: Did
4: you get Prado, Shannon? I got him. My congratulations, sir. Ah! <laughs> does it hurt, Shannon? Where? In the stomach? Or did I get you? <laughs> oh! oh!
2: It hurt,
3: didn't it, Charlie, for a time. It doesn't hurt anymore, does it?
1: Taylor! I heard you cry out when Charlie shot.
3: Well, what do you do when a bullet creases your skull?
1: I run to somebody so I can put my head on his shoulder.
3: Well, lend me a shoulder, sailor. I got just the head for you.
1: Lean on me, slave. I'll see you get home. A postcard from the rest home on Marino Key. Judith is doing fine.
3: Yeah, look at the P.S. She wishes we were there.
1: I guess she figures we need a rest. You want to go? I might.
3: Why don't you? Nothing's keeping you here.
1: Yes, there is. Me? uh uh-uh. I'm waiting for the man from the grocery store. I ordered a couple dozen candles in case the lights go out again.
3: What's the matter? You afraid of the dark? You don't know what to do? What's to do? This. That's what's to do. Hey, where are you going?
1: The fuse box. Something's wrong with these lights. What's wrong with them? They're on. That's what's wrong, Slade. Nothing ever happens till the lights go out.
0: And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall